0: hello and welcome to the style stories podcast with me your host personal stylist lisa gilby this is a podcast that discusses topics around style image and fashion and today's episode is a workwear special all around confidence and what to wear to work in 2024 joined today by a listener of the Style Stories podcast, Dina Everett. She is also a coach and an author and she wrote to me with an idea for today's show. So it's a bit of a focus on workwear as I've said today. And I do like to have other experts on the show so I can get a different perspective on the things that I discuss around style, image, fashion and confidence. We got really stuck in and today we discuss things like using clothes as armour throughout your life how we evolve over the years and how our style changes along the way along with our confidence also why you do not need to look like everyone else at work anymore there's no throwing on a suit and walking out the door you don't need to look like everyone else to get ahead so what should you do it has turned into a bit of a minefield so we do get stuck into that as well We're focusing as well on life events, so when you go back to work after maternity leave or if you've had a big career break, these things can knock our confidence, but again, you can use clothes to help you through those transitions in life. And also we ask, can you be taken seriously at work if you're stylish and you wear nice clothes? The answer is a definite yes, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So I'm delighted this week to have on the podcast the author and coach, Zena Everett. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know I get the guests to introduce themselves because I always get it wrong and waffle and don't quite do them justice. So in a minute, Zena is going to introduce herself. Welcome, Zena. Thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure. Um, Now, the reason I I love having experts, I like to have a chat so that listeners know that I'm not just... Making stuff up randomly. You know, at the end of the day, I am a personal stylist. That is my area of expertise. For 15 years, I have been dressing people with real lives. But I think the main thing is this podcast is about style in real life and how style translates into day to day life. So, you know, just to quickly give you a bit of background about me and then Zina's going to introduce herself. Now, I have been a personal stylist, as I've said. For fifteen years, the people I work with are professionals. they have busy lives they have to do meetings, they have to juggle kids school all these things it 's a very, very different set of expertise it 's a very different type of expertise compared to a stylist who is creating stories and images for brands and dressing models and you know five foot ten size six whatever models and creating a story for a brand styling people with different body shapes and different lives different vibes different personalities that's what I do so I create entire wardrobes that are going to help people to get to work stand on a tube platform but then be able to stand on a stage in front of lots of people and feel confident and one of the things I talk about a lot on this podcast as well is how because we're humans with real lives we evolve all the time style is external but in fact it all starts on the inside so that's what we're going to be covering today and how you can change and be confident doing that as well and how that affects your
1: wardrobe welcome zina would you mind just introducing yourself hi lisa so i loved your i love your podcast i love the podcast you did with lizzie and you really got me thinking actually about so i'm a coach like many coaches like me, we were really supporting people all the time who are in transition. So the typical client that I would be working with has maybe got a good job and they're taking over a much bigger team. So they're, they're often working in that space of where am I now? Where do I want to get to and how do I show up as the person that I aspire to be? God, that sounds really coachy, doesn't it? And so a lot of that is kind of identity. And there's, and we're always working with that whole thing of how we feel inside and how we're showing up and getting the balance. And there's an element of, for me, that clothes are just part of our armory. They're often, uh, you know, they're a defense mechanism. And i was um, and in fact i was preparing for this and thinking of so coaches we love that timeline exercise where we kind of map out where people have been in their lives how we felt and what the context was you know what kind of work we were doing who were we surrounded with did we enjoy it did we feel good and what the you know what the patterns are that we can see help people figure out when they perform at their best and I was doing it in terms of actually what was I wearing and just thinking about actually frankly the disaster so I do appreciate this isn't a therapy session for me but I was looking at my kind of timeline and thinking god I went from massively shy lumpy rebellious teenager kind of with a cob on permanently and you can tell you know in the double denim days and then I had a long spell. I had a brief, uh, I did have a brief and undistinguished naval career for about 18 months, which we'll talk about another time. And then I had the Stevie Nicks phase, which is still in there, actually. I love a bit of lace, um, so long Stevie Nicks thing. And I think this is all kind of heavily influenced by the people, your vibe, that, you know, your tribe that are around you and what other people are wearing. Then um, I had a recruitment business and a client who I had a, you know, a real girl crush on used to say, oh, I get all my clothes from Armani in Covent Garden. And I just go in and I'll say, oh, I have that suit and that suit. So I thought, right, I can do that too. Like, let's get that credit card and go down there. So I had my Armani suits. Then I was a mummy and I did the whole like Bowden. you know, what haven't we got in Bowdoin, like everybody else, LK Bennett's shoes. Boy, do that all go to the charity shop, although I know it's different now. But you know, those early Bowden patterns, I think I never want to see those again. Yes, I'm a kind of bit of a dog walking mum. I did really laugh at what you were saying about, you know, the dog walking coat. So, <laughs> um, but I kind of help clients. I mean, I am absolutely not a life coach, and I'm not a stylist, so I don't get involved in this. But I think, in a very long answer to your question, I think what I'm doing is helping people figure out who their career identity is now and looking you know, it's kind of looking ahead. So what do they leave behind and what do they need to acquire? And sometimes, like you've been saying on your podcast, it's about confidence, isn't it? It's not necessarily about what you wear, it's about how well you wear it by balanced up with, is it appropriate? But that's that's a whole other topic, which I think we'll get onto.
0: Yeah I mean it's basically life is not static we're always moving we're always transitioning into different versions of ourselves you help people to level up and really to like you say on your website to raise the bar even higher so you work with people who are already pretty you know senior ambitious people and you help them to like raise the bar even higher um you know and because I always say on this podcast, we evolve all the time. I just think it helps to have these kinds of discussions just to, to really get to the crux of what I'm talking about. How, you know, it's all about identity. So even though style is external, I think it's the third time I've said this already. and We're only seven minutes into into the main part of the show. But it does all start on the inside. So it's about having a self an understanding of self so if someone is transitioning zina in life like to a leader like they're a leader already but they want to get really they want to be a ceo or something they might have limiting beliefs how do you help them to sort of
1: change to change that belief <clears throat> well now for this is a, this is a bit loaded actually because i I, um, I used to say to people, you know, you've got to really look like you fit in. And we'd say to people who are trying to get a job somewhere, oh, you know, go and hang around outside the office in the days where people were going into the office. See what everyone's wearing and turn up looking like that. And that makes me a little bit uncomfortable now because that is good advice. But it's a bit it's a bit homogenizing, isn't it, actually? And saying you need to look like this group and fit in with them because they're the main, you know, that's what everybody looks like, so you need to look like to fit in. I mean, I remember years ago going for a, a, a coaching job at Harrods and I was in the back office bit and I was wearing a navy blue suit and I did think, right, ooh, look at me. <laughs> everybody was stick thin. They look like you, they're tall, thin, blonde, and they were all in black. Right. Now, I can't wear black. It makes me look like a wicked witch of the West. It just, <laughs> although I'm sure I could wear my red scarf, whatever with it. <laughs> that old cliche. But I thought I just and I just didn't get the job. And actually, I think, I, I, you know, I was more than capable of doing it. But I'm sure it went to somebody who turned up looking like them. What's my point? I'm not quite sure. But I think you've got to be I, I'm nervous about that word authentic as well because that's a bit like, well, you know, suck it up. This is who I am, sorry for that. The bottom line is whatever you wear has got to make you feel good. And we were talking yesterday about how you can be a supermodel, you know, and you literally can wear whatever. And, and because of the way that you wear it and you sachet in it, you look great and you look confident rather than trying to fit in with the norm and showing up in a way that doesn't make you look comfortable. The caveat um, of that, and I'm, this is a massive contradiction, is that, you know, sometimes I do sessions. So I do a lot of public speaking and I got this great public speaking advice where somebody said to me, who's a, a, a band leader, jazz band leader, and he said, you know what, you've got to go out there looking like you really want to be there with a smile on your face and looking happy because then immediately the audience will relax Whereas if you go out there looking buttoned up and nervous, you've lost them. And it you might never get them back, actually. So he said, even if we haven't rehearsed that well. So I won't tell you who he is. Even if we haven't re- rehearsed that well, but we go up looking happy and like we want to be there, you know, with that level of energy, everything's okay. So what am I wearing, whatever makes you feel good? But you've got to look like you're investing in yourself and you've got to show that level of confidence. So I think I sometimes see, you know, the waterfall cardigan, my pet hate, A black waterfall cardigan where people hide in them and they've got their arms folded and they just look like they don't want to be there. And they're, you know, it doesn't. So, so how do you, you know, if confidence is a competency and leadership ability, I think by showing up like that, you've blown it. And unfortunately, people are really influenced by what you look like sadly not a straight answer is it
0: it's not a straight answer and there's so much within what you've just said so you know uh, so we used to wear suits everyone used to go to an office put on a suit job done yeah At the end go go to um I can't even think of the name of the Aston I can't think of the name of the suit place that everyone in the city used to get their suits from um it's cl- it's gone now because yeah yeah, yeah. because people don't obviously yeah. uh, the pandemic happened um that accelerated what was already happening which yeah. was that dress codes were relaxing and this this started way back in silicon valley where um it was a job perk to actually turn up wearing um smart casual clothes and if if you know if it was a company that said you have to wear suits people would turn down the job so they wouldn't get the star employees you know it was it was part of what people want as a perk to be able to dress comfortably at work and like yourself you know and you you said you used to say to people go and see what everyone's wearing there and then wear that and you talked before about being in a tribe and how influenced we are with what the people around us are wearing and what we feel we should wear now should is one of the biggest things that causes fear in what to wear because you think because you're scared of getting it wrong at the end of the day we all want to fit in in on some level as humans it's very rare to have someone that is a true 100 percent maverick that is absolutely happy to just rock up in with feathers in their hair or whatever at work you know in some crazy get up and just not care yeah most people care the problem is and clothes are armor as well you know this is something that you've already mentioned clothes are armor they can be used to to help you progress at work they can also hold you back they can change how you feel so you work with people on leveling up within themselves to feel and to really understand their own values so they can show up to work in that confidence space and I help people with the external image of that so that the two meet
1: yeah yeah so yeah.
0: it's what comes first like you said style or confidence what
1: do you think comes first well I suppose coaches like me spend a lot of time helping people act as if you know I do this exercise with people where I say to them, right, think about a high performer in the role that you aspire to. Might be the role that you're in or the role that you want to do next, but think about somebody who's really nailing it. You haven't met them and write down everything about that person. So they're going to, you've got a meeting with them they're walking through the door. What are you expecting? Are they the same gender as you? What do they look like? What are they earning? Who's in their team? What are they, where do they focus on? What do they, you know, map out their whole lives. And then look at the gaps and so so often sometimes people say oh look they've got a little bit of expertise here so i need to do a quick course on that that's fine but the majority of the time people just say oh they're more confident than me so confidence you know i think i i'm a bit opinionated on this you know people talk about imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff and i just think oh do you know what don't worry about that that just that's just a helpful inner voice saying." You sure you know what you're doing? Maybe you need to prepare a little bit more. You know, read some books, go and talk to somebody, go and get some help. And the confidence thing is turning up looking like you are confident. And so that is where the armour comes in. And your point about, you know, I love this. You say just buy blazers, put a blazer on because it just gives you a little bit of edge because you look smarter. And it's, you know, it's so trite. I hope that doesn't come over as patronizing in a way. But if you just come over feeling a bit sharp and a bit edgy, then it all helps. So no, the confidence comes second and it's all part of your kind of armor to get things right in the same way that I would help somebody if they've got an interview, get that opening pitch right. You know, this is where I am in my my career. This is what I can do for you. You know, being very, very crystal clear on it and it's kind of backed up by looking fairly sharp, looking like you mean it. So, so how you feel inside is almost irrelevant because what's important is perception. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that kind of stuff, I think. Yeah, I think we kind of have to, but not, not fake it in a way that you just think, uh, you know, I mean, my, my real hate is, you know, on The Apprentice where they put those women. They dress them up like Trump wives and those awful kind of bodycon dresses and those nude shoes. And you think that for me is, you know, that's just like Donna from Suits. In yes. my it's just offensive, I, I really do think that. But then you've got Karen Brady, who's got nothing to prove to anybody, has she? Super smart. And she'll wear some kind of lilac flancy dress. I mean, she, you know, you never know what she's gonna turn up in. And you think she's really dressing for how she wants to feel and she can get away with it because she's got the, she's got that gravitas.
0: 100%. So. I love that. So it that is something that's so weird, actually, isn't it? That they still dress The Apprentice. We have gone off on a tangent, but I think this is worth talking about. <laughs> you know, why on earth do they dress those contestants like they're from the late nineties or the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that old style workwear,
1: yeah,
0: that we used to wear. Now, this is this is the problem. Now it, we used to put our suits on. It's now much more of a minefield.
1: Yeah. And
0: should is something, as I've mentioned, that gets in the way. People feeling they should dress a certain way. You can now bring your personality to work. Be more Karen Brady. I think that's kind of you know, and other people will look at you and think. You've got it together. You've got your act together. You know, you are confident because you're wearing not you're not following the herd. You are
1: not dressing like a sheep. Yeah. But she's she's at that level where she sets the vibe, doesn't she? Yes. I think we're heavily influenced by what leaders wear. A lot of the people I work with work in, uh, you know, multinational organisations. They might be a little bit more um, conservative with a small C than than we might be over here. So if you work for a Japanese company, say, they just, you you know, you've got to look in a certain way, I suppose. So it's a balance, isn't there? But you can always have a little bit of an edgy, you know, an edgy accessory or something, just to add some personality yeah it
0: needs a balance and you do need to dress appropriately for the environment that you work in so if I've got a client today I'm actually going to Savile Row today because he is he's got a big job in New York in a law firm and they are all they do smart casual but a lot of the time they're suited and booted yeah um and you know it's actually a bit more formal than it is in some London big law offices yeah Yeah. so it is important to think of that And and I know that it is a minefield for people if you're thinking okay if I can't rely on the uniform of a suit what on earth do I wear find someone who can guide you so you know an influencer a style icon so Karen, if you're working in an office Karen Brady is a good person to look at I mean she wears you know she rocks it she wears jumpsuits and everything yes yeah, she's she's made it in life and she's you know she's sort of very senior and all of that kind of stuff and it's hugely successful but there's no reason why you can't be taken seriously and still wear some nice things at work it's you know it doesn't mean that you have low intellect or, no, or you know, no. you're not you're no. not good or serious at your job
1: but if you're in a you know say you've you're a mum you've come back from maternity leave you're working in a law firm your clients are banks you're working you're going to have a meeting with them You're going to put your sharpest outfit on, aren't you? As an absolute weaponry, no matter what's going on underneath that suit, just to feel that you're, you know, you're looking, you're looking sharp and you're looking kind of completely on it, I think. And that's where, that's the beauty of clothes as a defence mechanism. So we have, we have the identity that we're trying to carve out for ourselves. We want to show up in a certain way. And that's a, you know, I think that's when, we 're feeling more vulnerable that we have to overdo the armory, and somebody said to me at my great age actually what's the what's the rule so every every ten years you 've got to dial it up by ten percent or twenty percent or something so which I thought was great you know i'm I'm at that age where i don't want to be overlooked, but I really can be um in a corporate sense, so if i'm doing a, a, a you know if i'm doing a a talk or whatever somewhere. I just think right, woo, <laughs> think I've got to, I've got to overindex on the accessories or something, not in a ridiculous way, but that makes me feel a bit good and confident. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you
0: step into, you need to step into that that role and that persona. So, not only do you believe it on the inside, but like you say, that people are believing you are that person. So, something you said as well is that a lot of your clients say to you that other people are more successful than, than them because they're more
1: confident than them. Yeah. People believe yeah. others are more confident than them all the time, don't they? My friend Esther Stanhope who's a, who teaches people public speaking just says lipstick, like she says it to me all the time. Lipstick, Zena, wears your lipstick? Like, oh God, I haven't got any. I haven't got my lipstick on today. And yeah, she's right. I mean, I can't even believe, you know, I've got a master's degree. Can't believe life comes down to this, but it does, doesn't it? You know. Anyway, oh, it does, and this shows how important it is. And we were
0: talking about, you know, transitions. I know you help people with transitioning because humans don't. We struggle. A lot of us struggle with change. I know I do. Even, yeah. even when I'm going on holiday, I get in a tizzy. I get in a bit of a tiz because I know that I'm going somewhere unknown. And it makes it, I panic when I'm packing and I'm like, you know, getting all the sort of night before I go on holiday, I feel stressed. And that is a sign that I don't like change and it throws me off kilter. Yeah. So that, you know, I talk on the podcast a lot about how we evolve all the time what, yeah. and you should change your wardrobe to, to evolve with you. Yeah. But you can't keep changing your wardrobe, but what, what
1: are examples of transitioning in life? you help people with i think um i think and i'm talking more from a female perspective because i think probably there's that might be the majority of your audience am i right or i'm sure yes, yeah yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. Say. i think we're, well i think we're transitioning all the time aren't we and it can be you know from a career perspective it's that individual contributor to then managing people you may be managing some of your friends who they were peers before and then you've got to take over then you're managing bigger teams and so on. You're going up the ladder and you're kind of figuring out what does that look like. Then we, we may have children. We may not. We may have, you know, we've got different stages of hormones, body shapes and learning what works and what doesn't. Um, and, you know, then, of course, we're scarred by Trini and Susanna telling us what we can and can't wear. Grabbing at us, my daughter, who's coming up for 24, said, Oh my God, Mum, no wonder your generation have got so many insecurities. If you grew up watching that, telling you, you know, you can never wear a round neck or a crew neck because you've got breasts. You know, do you know what they were like? You know, we're scarred. And it really made me laugh on one of your podcasts because I hear my mother's voice so often. And I remember years ago, I I used to have a a recruitment business, but I worked for somebody else for a bit. And our induction. was him saying, you know what, Zina, go get yourself a Mont Blanc pen. Do you remember back in the day, those thick <laughs> Yes. And he said, you know, because when you're interviewing somebody and they're way more senior than you, you, <laughs> you don't really understand what they're doing. If you've got an expensive pen. It looks like you're successful. And do you know what? It's quite- I'm- and then my mother, I tell my mother this, and my mother said, you're going to spend, it was £110 then, you're going to spend £110 on a pen. That is ridiculous and offensive. And and actually, sorry, <laughs> he was right and she was wrong. But I thought that... Leveling up, it's feeling, you
0: know, it, it's, you know, that's what this, this, you know, my client that I'm working with today, he wants a bespoke suit because he is about to do a huge life transition. So yeah. he's, he's going from yeah. running a hedge fund in London to heading up a, a law firm in New York. I mean, yeah. it's, it couldn't, it's just massive. So
1: so you have to get him like Harvey Specter
0: he doesn't want yeah he doesn't want to go to John Lewis and get a suit this time this no. is this is a bespoke suit moment and I, yeah. I'm i not saying out there to, to anyone listening about you know what to wear to work that you have to go and get a Montblanc pen or uh, a bespoke suit from Savile Row that's absolutely not but what we're talking about no. is just how you can you know use clothes yeah as Armor, and I think as well another thing a huge transition is sort of when you suddenly turn a corner when you feel like you realize you're the oldest person at work as well I think that's a huge thing for people yeah ageism is massive sadly it really think? is yeah. and I think it's one of the last isms that um yeah people that they get away with and you know I've started to see posters around London are you ageist um this is a new thing um because I know that people who have had a big big career break and then go back to work really s- struggle with confidence because you feel out of well you're out you have been out of the loop to be fair for a while and to it's sort of like going into the lion's den.
1: Well, I always say to people, look it's not enough you do a good job you've got to do a visibly good job. I feel I should reassure your listeners that like I, I, I did figure out pretty soon, I, there's no point in interviewing somebody we don't know what they do. So <laughs> I realized that actually bullshitting with a pen is not a great career strategy. So first of all, people have to be experts and older people, you know, we are experts at what we do. So your guy with the, you know, with the sharp suit, that's just a little bit of armor, identity for him. It's fantastic. It is just so fantastic. He'll be really good at his job as well. And older people, are, you know, are really, really good. So I'm, I appreciate that there is ageism, but I do think that we have to work out what we bring to the table. So I call it your highest and best use. What is it that you know about that other people don't do? And yes, you know, you are not going to get a job in spearmint Rhino don't worry about that you know they are going to discriminate against you unless they've got some real kind of dodgy clientele these days but actually if you're going to an organization they want wisdom they want somebody who can commit to them um and they want somebody who's probably bringing a network of relationships maybe people that want to work for them client relationships they want some expertise so i do think you have to figure out what you bring to the table not what you don't have um And yeah, that is absolutely when you need to look like, I don't mean fit in that you're all kind of down with the kids, but you then, if you are saying, look, I'm bringing you a level of wisdom and expertise, you have to look like you mean it. And that's where, you know, that's where a session with you is going to make the difference.
0: Yeah. And I think tailoring comes into play then. And, it, you know, it doesn't have to be restrictive tailoring, but I, you know, you can't really be a lovely, beautiful blazer, and you know something like that and a silk blouse you know higher end materials and stuff that's going to give you that gravitas and help you to elevate it pulled together polished all those those things yeah. and I, I go back to all the time thinking of words to describe how you want to dress I'm going to ask you about your words in a second scene but I just wanted to talk about the other huge transition that um people talk to me about when they come to me to get style which is when they have had a baby and they've been on maternity leave um, yeah. and then they go back to work again is similar isn't it
1: oh it is and I think um I think that's when that's when you have to invest in yourself that is one of the most vulnerable times I mean I've is it off-putting to talk about leaking
0: <laughs> No, <laughs> don't for... yeah well exactly there's all that and no yeah. sleep no sleep
1: yeah Absolutely. And I think that is when you and I think that's when you have to have a kind of harsh word with yourself and say, right, what am I trying to achieve here? I'm going back to work. What can I, you know, frankly, where do I need to focus my energy and attention? So I'm doing a really good job and what can I let go? And so that's where I find with women, particularly, we've got to be not tough, but actually realise, you know, the way that we worked before, possibly trying to please everybody, possibly trying to do anybody, you know, do everybody else's job let me help out my colleagues here i think that's when people have to really think right where do i need to focus my attention what do i need to seem to do where do i need to prioritize my time and do that um, and you know give it give it maximum when we when we're doing our work and then be kind to ourselves not try and be brilliant at everything
0: and this is when clothes again come into play i mean you know you don't have to have a a big budget i know when you've you've just had kids a lot of people struggling with you know finances and things it's not the time to be socializing really because you're not getting much sleep and it's it's not the time to be spending lots of money on your clothes but it will help to elevate you a bit if you can just invest in a couple of key pieces just to help you when you go out the door in the morning you've you've been up at four in the morning because the your baby's been ill or whatever it is yeah yeah. you know just a few this is where clothes can give you a bit of joy and at the end of the day clothes should bring you joy and you know this is what I want to talk on a more personal level with you uh, now at the end because I know that you know we all make mistakes as well so You know what we wear to work can really help to boost us it can help our identity and our confidence we've talked about transitions we've talked about fitting in and wearing the same as everyone else and why you don't need to do that anymore it makes more sense to be authentically yourself and bring a bit of personality to to the office be a bit more karen brady don't be a contestant from the apprentice wearing nude tights and nude heels and dated workwear um, yes,
1: saying that unless you want to, unless you want to, if that makes you feel good and you can, you know, you can work, work, walk confidently. And a lot of them do, and beautiful young girls, aren't they? If that makes you feel good, then absolutely do it. But don't, you know, women like me don't surely have to feel that, like, dear God, don't turn up looking like that. I'd take I this all over. What I heard last time was um, boardroom Barbies, yeah. Yeah,
0: which is quite a good state because they've all got, you know, they've all got the hair extension, the long hair and the kind of, you know, really killer heels. And it's a look
1: yeah.
0: and it's sort of like sexy bordering Barbie. And if you if that's your vibe, go for it. So one of the yeah. things we talk about on this podcast a lot, and this is really crucial, is how to be authentic, is to really get your style vibe nailed because then you can be playful with clothes. I'm you know it's all fairly serious what I'm talking about today but clothes should be fun as well and give you a boost they're one of the more joyful things in life but we make mistakes and we should be able to laugh at those and evolving your style to suit who you are today means making mistakes and experimenting with clothes and you know yesterday for example I went to work and I thought I'm going to wear some block heels I had a client all day in Harvey Nichols I then had to go to Selfridges and I wore my Cezanne block heels. I was literally, I couldn't walk. I had to pop into Selfridges yeah. and buy a pair of trainers to get yeah. myself home. Yeah. I wear trainers normally every single day of my life and that's why. And for some reason I broke cover. I, I broke away and thought, oh, I, I'm going to look smarter today because the guy I was working with was, he's like a multimillionaire. I thought I need to wear my, you know, block heels. Yeah, big mistake guys big mistake you've got to be
1: comfortable so but you know it's quite interesting because he's hiring you Lisa because of what you know yeah and he's hiring you because it's much quicker to go shopping with you than just to be overwhelmed by what's in the shops because you know and you can you know you can cut out so much you know this color this style this shape let's just do it boom boom and so we are all time poor he's not hiring you because of what shoes you're wearing you know, yeah. it's irrelevant. And we get ourselves in a pickle like that, don't we? Yeah. And with older people, if you don't mind me saying, that's what we've got to think, right, what is it yeah. that they want from me? And let's just dial that up, over index on that. And don't worry too much about the other stuff. But just, you know, anyway, we've said it all, haven't we? Yeah, yeah no, we think-
0: exactly. But and then, you know, I do also get people saying to me that I should be dressing like a lawyer because I'm attracting, you know, I, I work with a lot of lawyers, so I should be wearing more tailoring and, things like yeah. that but that's not my vibe so it's important to get to your vibe I can still there are different ways to look pulled together I can still look pulled together wearing trainers yeah and dressing yeah. like myself yeah I don't need to dress like a lawyer because I'm not a lawyer you know but I, I do still need definitely need to look smart because I need to convince people who are hiring me that I am able to make them look smart Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. dress them like a clone of myself I know that you've bought a, a, a metallic jacket recently yeah. Zena, and you're thinking it's wrong what are your three words do you think your
1: style words um okay my style words are um are, you do you know you just got made me thinking though that actually what we need to think about is evidence of how good we are and what we've done before so hmm. what people want from you are the kind of clients that you've worked with and your success stories They don't need to see that you can wear a suit that they'd wear because not everyone, you know, what they're interested in is longevity and evidence, hard data. And I think that's a really good message for people. So I get people to think about, right, what actually, what problems have I solved and what have I done in the past and have something to back it up. And once you've got that, that is a massive confidence boost because even though you've got that inner voice saying, oh, I'm rubbish at my job, but you know, all that kind of tedious stuff that. Everybody has. Everybody has. Everyone, Because if you're in a transition, you're always going to do something you haven't done before. So you have to learn to kind of sit with that inner voice. But you've got data of all the things that you've done that would show that actually, I am capable of doing this. So I think that's a really valuable point before I just say, yes, look, I've, I've got a life of making mistakes. And if people anyone looking can see. I've got this kind of Baco foil metallic jacket that probably, that I haven't worn yet, but I know you really like it, because it's kind of funky. I think that could be a bit mutton dressed as lamb for me, and I've got to be very careful not to overdo it. I have a life of often also wearing the wrong shoes. I often feel, I haven't quite got my head around that it's okay to wear trainers for work, but I'm always moving. So I walk a lot. I want to move and I don't want to have a pair of shoes in my bag that I swap into. But I feel maybe I should do. Anyway, whatever. This isn't therapy, is it?
0: No, but it's interesting. I, I'm trying to get
1: to your three words. You told me three words was
0: elasticated.
1: Yeah, my first word I thought is elasticated. <laughs> Because they're more comfortable. That's not so good, is it? So then I thought, right now I can do a bit better than that. So I thought, warm. I love warm colours. I'm wearing a kind of a orangey top. Yeah. When I say warm, I mean colours and fabrics. Um, I really like the texture. My my mother. This has been a lot about my mother. Like she's really in the, all she's, the influence. She's, always, yeah. She used to weave and knit, so I do love the feeling of leather right (laughs) texture maybe texture yeah i do like a feminine um i was going to say pretty and i thought god i can't say pretty at my age i don't mean um but i love a soft edge and detail i love a pretty accessory or a pretty earring so i i'm not you know i like to dampen it down i like kind of soft edges that's still a bit of the ruffles i've made many mistakes over the years by going for toast you know, you, I have to be really careful with toast with those kind of smocky tops mm. that just look like, because I've I'm got, what can we say, a chest. So I look like something from Tessa the D'Urbervilles when I wear <laughs> things like that. Um, and I, then I thought energetic, like I love patterns and movement. And I, you know, I'm quite an energetic person and I feel my job is to put energy into other people. So I love clothes with an element of kind of movement and pattern. I can't wear, I can't wear all plain one colour. I mean, I probably could, but I would just okay. comfortable in that. So those are three words that are not on the three word list.
0: I love it. So, yeah, we've moved on from Elasticated. So that's elasticated. Good. So that could, instead that means comfortable or relaxed. So I'm a relaxed dresser as well. And, yeah. you know, pretty relaxed. features is and soft is definitely the feminine romantic style type. Yeah. So you're you're in there with that as well. And if we just follow those, you know, if you follow those words when you're putting outfits together, it just helps to bring everything together. And you can wear, you know, stuff like that to to work and still look professional, pulled together, polished. All about being authentically yourself. Thank you so much, Zina, for joining me today to talk about this in more detail. Oh, and yes, we've got a giveaway. So I always go off on tangents. Sorry, keeping me keeping me on track here. We have got a giveaway. Zina is a, she's
1: written two books. And uh, Zina, would you like to explain the giveaway? Um, yes, so I've written a book called Mindflip. Take the fear out of your career. And um, it's in its third edition now. And it's a book for um, career transitions. From um, I'm reading this at the back. Extra um, graduate to granddad, including mums returning to work, aspirational net. Networkers, mid-career rats, new freelancers, and disabled workers, or pe- and people with invisible disabilities. So I've written that, and I think we're going to give away five, aren't we? Which I will post to people. If what do we want them to do? So, we'll if, yeah, to
0: enter this giveaway um, to win Zena's book, and it, this is great if you are in any kind of career transition. If you are, if you want to level up at work. And what we're going to do is if you follow me on Instagram at Lee Gilby stylist, and you've got all this in the show notes, by the way, uh, if you follow both of us and just send us a DM saying book, then we will put it. Yeah. yeah. We'll put you into the draw and we will draw that out in mid-February and we'll get in touch and get your address and send you the book if you are a winner. So make sure you enter the competition and I'll put all the details of this giveaway in the style notes as well. Thank you, Zena. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. Thank you so much to the author, leadership coach and public speaker and listener of the Star Stories podcast, Zena Everett, for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you found that helpful. And I think the summary really is be more Karen Brady at work. Don't dress to fit in and wear what everyone else is wearing. Don't be a contestant on The Apprentice. Be the main character. Bring your main character energy to the office. There's actually a new season of The Apprentice starting in the UK soon, so I'll be watching very closely to see what Karen Brady is wearing to get some... And don't forget the giveaway to get a free copy of Zena's book if you'd like to level up at work. All you need to do is follow both of us on Instagram. I'll put our addresses down in the show notes. Send us each a DM saying book, and then we'll do the draw mid-February and get your address and send you your prize if you are a winner. You can find Zena at zenaeverett.com.